all and welcome to episode two of Athletics Weekly's new and exclusive podcast. It's based of our Ask the Athlete video series, where we dive into the lives of world-class athletes through questions sent through by members of the public. What makes them tick? What's their mentality? What processes have made them the athletes and person they are today? On this episode, we go back to a recording we did in February with current British 800m champion Daniel Rowden. After equaling Steve Ovette's PB of 144.09 last year, the 23-year-old now hopes to qualify for his first ever Olympics in Tokyo this summer. He chats to AW about his surgery to treat mouths in 2019, training routines, inspirations growing up, chicken wings, and the importance of his Christian faith. Hi, everyone. My name is Daniel Rowden. I'm an 800 meter athlete for um, British Athletics, compete for Team GB. Um, I am the current Brit- British champion and also, I think, ninth in the all time list for the, the men's 800 meters. I've um, got some great questions here to answer. So I'll just get straight into it. So, question number one says You're currently ranked ninth in the all time British 800 meter rankings. How far up do you think you can progress? That's a tough question. Um, I mean, if you know your history of the sport, uh, we have some great runners in the 80s and things like that. Uh, number one is um, Sevco is one of only, I think, five men ever to break one minute 42 for the 800 metres, which is crazy fast. My PB at the moment is one minute 44. Um, how hard, how, how far do I think I can progress? I think getting to the number one spot will be really, really tough. Um, I think up to fourth is definitely doable. There's quite a few guys in the 143 mark. Um, between 143.7 and 144. Um, so definitely I'd aim to get up to there. Um, about getting to number one spot, I don't know, man, those times are crazy fast. Uh, but question two, who was the first person to recognise that you had a talent for running? That's a good question, actually. Um, I'd probably say the first person was probably my football coach back when I was, I don't know, like eight years old. Um, for those of you that don't know, I took up running when I was about 12. Um, but before that, I played football, not to any high level or anything like that, um, just local teams and things. Um, but I played centre mid and then transitioned to centre back. Um, but I think it was my, my first coach that picked up when we do sprint drills and training or when I'd be tracking a, a fast striker in, in matches and he wouldn't be able to drop me or anything like that. That's probably the first person that realised actually had some decent wheels. Um, but in terms of actually like running career, um, it's probably a guy called John Stowe, who's the one that recruited me to my current club, Woodford Green, um, who was at a cross-country race and, and saw that I was doing well and then handed me a letter that asked me to join the club, which is how I got started into running. So definitely props to him, John Stowe. Uh, next question. If you were able to do a professional, to be a professional sports person in any other sport other than athletics, who uh, who would you choose? What would you choose? Um, I do love athletics. Uh, but I'd probably pick a team sport if I could do anything else, just for a bit of variety. Um, and it probably has to be football. Um, I do love football. I'm a Spurs fan. Um, I follow them quite avidly. Uh, but yeah, definitely football or or basketball as well. Basketball is a sport that I, I played for a couple of years as well. I really enjoy playing, so I'm definitely one of those two. Has Sebco or Steve Ovet played some role in inspiration? when you were younger? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I first heard about them properly when I was in year seven or eight. 
um, our secondary school deputy head did an assembly and talked about the, the kind of the Sebco Steve over uh, rivalry. Um, and it was definitely very captivating. Um, and then from then I looked at the times and I looked up what these guys had done. Um, and it was definitely very inspiring because I think as, as, a, as a kid growing up and watching the sport, especially as an 800 meter runner, um, it was kind of dominated by East Africans, by the Kenyans um, running these crazy fast times. But then to see that Sebco, Steve Yvette, um, being British, were able to compete at such a high level, and especially Sebco being able to run the crazy fast times he, he could do, definitely gave me belief that I, know, I could definitely do this too. Question five, it says, in those couple of seconds before the starter gun goes off, what's the last thing that goes through your mind? Oh. I'm, I get very, very nervous before races. So in the, I say in the two hours before a race, I get incredibly nervous. I don't eat much in that time because um, if I did, I'd probably throw it all up again. Um, every time I get to a track, I have to sit in silence for a good half hour, just collecting my thoughts, getting myself ready to go, ready to race. Um, but actually in the few seconds before the gun goes off, usually I'm in a great state of mind. Um, if I've done my preparation well, I get all the nerves. I work through the nerves, battle through them. By the time I stand on that start line, um, I'm usually good to go. And in my head, I'm just thinking, just do your best, Daniel. Uh, you prepared well, you've done all you need to do. Now's the time you get to almost kind of show off. You've done all the hard work, um, but now's the kind of, now's the time you get to, I don't know, show the world what you can do. So yeah, definitely a lot of feelings of confidence of yeah, just ready to get out there. Just so what are your thoughts on how you have done if Tokyo was in 2020? I assume that means the Olympics. Or do you feel another year will help? That's really hard to say. I mean, 2020 for me was a crazy year. Um, got my first British title. I think I ended the year being ranked um, with the third fastest time in the world, which definitely um, for me was crazy. Uh, but I know a lot of that was to do with coronavirus um, and the fact that some of the top athletes weren't running. Um, so it's really hard to ascertain kind of how I'd have done at the Olympics. Um, I think I'd have been able to make the final. How much damage I'd have been able to do in the final, uh, who knows. Um, but definitely, definitely having another year um, of growth, of time under my coach, um, of development, of confidence um, will definitely help me. Uh, going into the 2021 season. Next question says, Olympic medal or British 800 metre record? That is a tough one because the 800 metre record is crazy fast. 141.73 from Sebco. Which if I ran that, I'd probably have an Olympic medal as well. That's not how the question goes. Um, as much as a British record is special, I still have to go with an Olympic medal, I think. Just because the Olympics is just the pinnacle of our sport. Um yeah, it's like the it's like the end goal. Most kids dream of going to the Olympics. Uh, question eight says, how important is your Christian faith when competing? Um, well, for me, it's huge. Not just when competing, but just the whole of my life. Um, athletics to me is important, but um, and relationships, friendships, um, romance, all that stuff's important. But for me, my my faith, my relationship with God is is number one and will always be number one. Um, so yeah, it's it's huge. It's the, the reason why I believe for my existence. Um, it forms the the basis for what I want to do with each day and what I do want to do with my life. Um, gives me a purpose for life, all sorts of these things. So um, definitely hugely important. Uh, number nine, favorite track session and hardest track session. 
My favourite track session will probably be some kind of fast time trial session in the summer. Nothing, nothing long. Um, anything up to 600 metres, I'd say, fast with a couple of speed reps at the end as well after you kind of buffered the lactic. Um, just because, I don't know, you feel like, usually by that time of summer, you feel in good shape, you feel like you're flying. It's, it's a great feeling. Um, but hardest track session, probably just everything you do over the winter, K reps, 800 reps, 30 by 200 meter reps off short recovery. I'll probably go with that one. Um, yeah, sets of, well, uh, sessions of big reps um, of 200 meters off short recovery, I hate, because it's just, I find it's just such a mental battle because um, you get to like five in and your legs are dying and you have to run 25, 200 metres off 25 seconds recovery. Um, just getting through that is just such a mental battle. So that's definitely one of the toughest ones. Uh, it says, if you were placed in charge of UK athletics tomorrow, what is the first thing you would change? Interesting question. Uh, I will preface this by saying I think UK athletics do a fantastic job of uh, running the sport um, I'm definitely incredibly grateful for everything they've done for me. Um, yeah, for those of you that don't know, I had surgery uh, in 2019 um, to fix uh, a stomach issue that I had. And UK Athletics, through their medical program, were hugely instrumental in diagnosing that and um, giving me the surgery and helping me get back fit. So I've, I owe a lot of my career to UK Athletics and the, and the things they do. Um, if I could change anything, I don't think I'd change anything. I'd probably say that, um, well, I think athletics is a great sport. Uh, um, I don't think it has the status it deserves amongst the sports of the world. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it was a, it remained an amateur sport for so long and, um, the switch to professionalism, uh, was slower than other sports. Um, but I think uh, we as a sport could do just a better job of kind of marketing it and bringing it to um, the masses and, and bringing it to, to TV um, and just, yeah, just showcasing it, just upping the level of how we showcase the sport, I think. Um, yeah, that's what I'd say. Next question is quite an easy one. What is your height and weight? Um, I weigh just over 70 kilograms, um, just under on a good day. And I'm just under six foot one. Uh, question, next question says, do you test your ferritin levels and what level do you try to keep it at? Like, oh, I, no, I do test my ferritin levels. I, I don't have like a specific barometer of like a numerical value. Um, the British Athletic Doctors, we get um, blood tested whenever we need to. Um, and to be honest, the blood tests come back. If it's a green, that means my levels are good. I don't usually check the numbers, so I couldn't tell you what, what numbers they're supposed to be. Next question is, what is your favourite 800 metre session? What 800 session do you really not like to do? Kind of similar to the previous question. Um, any session that's long, I hate. Any session that's short and fast, I love. So any kind of time trial with a few fast 200s or 150s off the end um, is a session that I really enjoy. Do you have any pre-race superstitions or routines? I love a good nap. Before I get to the, so before I, before I leave for the track, so I'll eat my last meal before racing. I'll go back up to my room and have a good old nap, get up, have a shower. Um, and then it's as if it's a brand new day. And I get up, go to track and race. 
Um, for me, having that nap, it calms my. I talked about being nervous before, but it, you obviously can't be nervous while you're sleeping. Um, so uh, yeah, it's just nice to just switch off. So now having that, I usually sleep really well before any kind of race. Um, and get up, have a shower, and go. That's kind of my my routine. What I get up to. And what does a typical training week look like for you? Uh, I would say I don't really have a typical training week. Obviously, it changes. Winter training is very different to summer training. Um, and how my coach works is every week is kind of different. I mean, we have the the main building blocks. I do uh, two gym sessions a week. Um, one or more long runs a week, um, at least one track session a week. This is during the winter. Um, sometimes a hill session, often some tempo sessions and then some runs and things in between in the track season. Um, so obviously we'll probably do three track sessions a week, uh, a couple of gym sessions a week, and then some runs and things in between. Um, but what I kind of like about my coach is there is no really typical training week. Uh, everything is a little bit different. keeps you on your toes. Um, so you're kind of getting bored by the same routine every week. Um, so it's one of the reasons I, I like my coach. What percentage of aerobic work do you do, such as 10-mile steady-state tempos, or do you just rely on pure natural speed? Um, I mean, I do a lot of running over the winter. Um, the longest runs I do at the moment is just an hour. Um, previously, I got up to doing 12 miles and things like that. Um, but this winter, just running up to an hour. Um, so that can be, depending on how my legs are feeling, that can be anything from eight and a half to nine and a half-ish miles in that hour. Um, so yeah, over winter, a lot a lot of the work is aerobic. Over the summer, not so much, but it'd be hard to put a percentage on that. Uh, what particular session or sessions would you do that tell you what kind of shape you're in for the 800 meters? Uh, great question. Um, couple of things i'd say obviously time trials um obviously the longer time trials are more uh, specific to 800 meters so 600 meter time trials 700 meter time trials they're great barometers of how fast you're going to run over 800 meters um, but then also the sessions um that are like split 800 meters or short recovery um so 400 meters those seconds recovery 400 meters um for the in the past they've always been great indicators of of what I'll run, um, usually very similar to what I'll run on the track is what I'll run. If you add those two 400 meters up, you'll get what I'm, the kind of shape I'm in. So they're kind of the most similar. What is in a typical race day diet or night before a race? Uh, race day, I do keep it quite simple. Um, obviously it depends when the race is, we do a lot of evening races, but then in major championship morning races as well. Um, so, and often it's in hotels that I've never been to before. So you, you're kind of at the mercy of, of um, the hotel restaurant or anything like that. Um, but I keep it simple, simple rices, simple potatoes, um, simple meats, nothing too saucy, nothing too spicy. Um, and then uh, I love, um, what are they called? Nature Valley bars. Uh, honey and honey and oat. Honey and oat Nature Valley bars. I can't remember what they're called. Um, but I always keep take a couple of those to races. Um, so that's why I'll eat one of those kind of two hours before a race, maybe with a banana. So after lunch, I'll have that. I'll have lunch three and a half hours before I race, maybe even four hours. Um, feel nice and full, let that digest, and then a couple of snacks, nature valley bar and a banana. 
Favorite cheat meal? Ooh. I'm a big fan of fried chicken. Uh, I'm a big KFC fan. Um, fillet burgers is my probably my. It sounds really dumb, but fillet burger is probably my favorite burger of all time. It's just the balance of the chicken, the mayonnaise, the lettuce, and the bread. For me, it just works. It just works. Um, so I do love KFC. Also love just chicken wings as well. Um, I have a favorite Morley's in Camberwell. I don't even live near Camberwell, but I'll travel down there um, to to get some chicken wings because they're just that good. Um, so that's kind of, once I finish the season, I always go out and get chicken wings um, just because I, I don't eat them that much in the season just because I'm trying to keep on weight. Thoughts on the new New Balance spike lineup, the Fusel, LDX and MDX? Great question. Um, I actually race in the the LDX. For those of you who don't know, um, kind of shoe technology has changed a lot in recent years. You've probably heard of the Nike Alpha Flies, uh, Next Percent, whatever they're called, um, which Elliot Kuchovi used to break the two-hour marathon. Um, and so marathon records have been falling, long distance records have been falling. And a lot of that has to do with the shoes we're wearing. I actually think it's quite sad um, that so much of our performances now are down to what shoes we wear um, and that it depends who you're contracted to um, as to what shoes you can get and kind of limits how fast you can run. I preferred it in the days where you could wear any shoes um, and still compete. Um, but it is a fact of the sport right now that it doesn't matter which shoes you wear. So um, New Balance have produced uh, a few pairs of great shoes with um, a carbon plate and some special foam that work together to help you run faster. So the LDX is the long distance spikes, LD long distance, the MDX middle distance. Um, and there's also the SDX, which is the short distance one. Um, and I actually race, even though I race a middle distance event, I've been racing in the SDX, which is the short distance spike. Um, and for me, it works well. Um, I ran PBs in them this year, um, but I was in better shape than I had been before. How much help they make? I think, um, the longer distance you run, the more improvements you get out of the spikes. So um, 800s, I think you get some improvement, probably. I'm no scientist, so I can't tell you how much, but I like the spikes. I think they're really good. My son has lost form due to growing pains and is becoming frustrated with running because of this. Any tips for him on how to stay positive and focused? Appreciate that question. Um, yeah, I mean, growing pains are really annoying. I had few growing pains when I was 12, 13 years old. Um, must have been in year eight. Um, real problems with my, my feet and getting pain through my knees and things like that. Um, and it is really, really frustrating because you feel like you're not doing anything wrong. Um, like it's not your fault, you, you can't fix things. Um, and I became very frustrated when I was a youngster. Um, yeah, I kind of dipped out of training for a while. Um, and really struggled. Um, but the thing, the saving grace for me is that I knew that these pains were going to end at some point. Um, and they're usually when you're young. Um, and so it's literally just sticking them out, sticking through those pains and, and trusting that it will get better at some, someday. Um, and then if you can get through these pains, um, then you're going to be able to push on with your career and push on with things afterwards. So appreciate this question. I know it's tough for your son. Um, I can feel his pain, definitely. Um, but I definitely just encourage him to, to remember that these things are temporary. He doesn't have to smash out of his training at this age. He's got loads of load of time. 
So just concentrate on enjoying it. And when those pains end, then you can crack on with training and get as good as you can at running. What motivates you when the going gets tough? How do you push yourself on when your body is rebelling? Great question. Um, I do find it tough a lot. I admire the athletes that can just vomit every session. Uh, but that's not me. I uh, get demotivated every now and again. Uh, but for me, it's it's focusing on what I'm trying to do. Um, so one on the competitions I'm trying to get to. So now it's I'm trying to get to the Olympics, which is a great motivation for pushing when things get hard. Um, also for like what I want to achieve in life. Um, and kind of coming back to my faith, one of the reasons I run is to help spread the message about um, Jesus um, and what he's done for me in my life. And I think what he can do for others in, in their lives too. And I think being great at athletics is a great platform to be able to um, spread that kind of a message. And so focusing on why I do what I do rather than what I'm doing is, is great for, for when things get tough. And then also for me, it's just to not live with any regrets. Um, Cause uh, yeah, it, the worst thing is when you get to the track season and you feel like, oh, I should have pushed a bit harder in training. Um, and so just remembering that in winter is something that helps me get through. And the last question, if you give one piece of advice to your younger self, just starting out in athletics, what would it be? Uh, great final question. I just say enjoy it. Um, when you're young, it's tempting to look up the power of 10 and figure out where you're ranking and think about the athletes that are so much faster than you and, and, and realise that there's athletes that are 10 seconds quicker than you over 800 metres, which is a big, a big amount. Um, but just enjoy it. Have fun. Push yourself, but compete against yourself, not necessarily against everyone else all the time. Um, and just, yeah, roll with it. Have fun. Um, and make great friendships. Um, find a great team. Um, yeah, and push yourself. Because, uh, yeah, for, for those that are really successful when they're young, um, it will get tough for everyone at some point. Um, so if you learn just to enjoy the sport and learn to uh, enjoy running, then you'll go a lot further. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ask the Athlete. If you love what you heard, then please subscribe to the podcast. It means you'll be notified when a new episode is out and you can also like and leave a review. And if you felt inspired or just really want to listen to it on a walk, jog or while training, then please share it with others as it may make a difference to them. Stay tuned for next week's episode. But until then, goodbye.